0: Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, two massage therapists in a microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And we have a bloody cool guest on our phone today. You know what? Have you have you have you ever seen Miami Vice?
1: Have I ever seen yeah, Miami? Yeah, have you Vice? ever seen
0: Miami Vice? Um Sonny Crockett? No. Sonny Crockett sorry. lives on a boat, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is really cool. Uh hey everyone, it's Amanda. We have Joyce on the phone, and some of you may know her uh, from her online presence. She is the sailor massage therapist
0: see Sonny th- Crockett lives yeah. on a boat
1: <laughs> I don't know what Miami Vice is sorry I'm oh sorry I'm sorry really? everyone um, I've Dawn been Johnson. following Joyce on Jeez. probably three different accounts and so I know who the sailing massage therapist is, but I never actually knew much about her.
0: Yeah, so we wanted to get in touch with Joyce because she's got this really kind of cool movement going on and I dropped her link to her webpage in one of the Canadian massage therapy groups and it got really great reception.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So aside from being a sailing massage therapist, uh, Joyce is actually the creator of the Respect Massage campaign, which is what we're gonna talk about today. But before we do that, Joyce, thanks for hanging out with us today on your boat. Hi. Why don't you tell everybody where you are and a little bit about your background in massage?
2: Sure. Um, currently, my boat, Duchess, um, that I live on with my husband and my little shih tzu, were anchored in between West Palm Beach and Palm Beach, Florida. Um, just to give you a little background about who I am, where I came from, I was born and raised in upstate New York, pretty close to you guys um, right outside of Utica and I always loved I always loved being on stage and I took dance classes and I was in plays and then I went to college for dance and theater Um, and then I, I worked as a dancer for a while with Sesame Street Live and then I got more into comedic improv that I performed in New York City but when I met my who is now my husband Matt my my trajectory changed and and what i felt like i needed in life changed a lot more and i was like all right this is kind of a self indulgent career of being on stage being a performer i want to help people so that's when i started massage school so i moved back to upstate new york i started massage school in 2008 and after i graduated i started a practice immediately i always knew that i wanted to work for myself so i worked for a chiropractor for about 7 years and then after that I moved on to the boat, so me and my husband have been living on the boat for the last couple of years, and i I was feeling detached from my massage therapy roots, and I missed it because I couldn't really practice, so I started an online community, and that has transformed into something even bigger than i am and and it it's evolved into the respect massage movement so a lot has happened, especially in the last couple weeks since I've released it. Respect Massage has only been out for a couple weeks.
1: Yeah, this is this is all really cool. You've done a lot. In I mean, you and I started massage school the same year, 2008. You've done a lot oh,
2: cool. in
1: this short amount of time. Um, wait, I, wait,
0: before you guys get into this, I want to know about living on a boat.
1: I was going oh, further sure. back than that. I was going to say, like, uh, just FYI, I think being on stage and performing in Sesame Street is helping people. I swear to God, my <laughs> kids learned
0: so much oh, from sure. Sesame Street.
2: Sure. No, I understand. No, no, it's totally yes, 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 absolutely. Just in a different way. I think I was looking for a more one-on-one connection.
0: (laughs) So, Mark wants to know about living on a boat. Yeah, where's 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 the coolest place you've been? Where you've been on your boat?
2: Oh, well, in the states, some of our favorite spots are St. Augustine and Savannah, Mm -hmm. Georgia. Um, We've wintered in the Bahamas last couple years, and. There's this one spot, I guess I'll blow up my spot. I don't know if any of you are going to go, but (laughs) it's, it's called Joe's Sound. And it's at the very tip of Long Island, Long Island in the Bahamas. And it's when you're going into the anchorage, it looks like you're just going directly into a pile of rocks. It's like real hairy. It's real narrow. You have to time it out with high tide to make sure you have enough water. You go in there and it is just gorgeous and no one goes there because it's so sketchy to get in Mm -hmm. so we have a very small boat and a small draft so we only need like four and a half feet of water to come and go um where we want to go to you know other bigger boats need deeper water um so so that i i think joe's sound is my favorite spot just because it's so secluded and gorgeous and has everything that we're looking for in a spot where did you guys
1: learn to sail like i assume you have to have some knowledge to be able to get around and i mean even what you're saying right now we have a smaller boat so we only need four feet of water like how how do you know these things where did you learn this
2: oh okay Um, Well, I have to give a lot of credit to my husband. Um, He started sailing when he was in Boy Scouts. So he taught the sailing merit badge and he would teach on like little sailboats. And then when we were just kind of getting started off with our careers, we wanted to have lakefront property. So a really affordable way for us to do that is we bought a boat for like $2,000, got a marina slip on a lake in the Adirondacks. And there was our lakefront property. So we just went up there every weekend and tooled around on our little boat. And Matt did all this. I have to admit, Matt did all the sailing. I didn't. (laughs) It was more like drinking and napping for Joyce. (laughs) I didn't really do. I didn't really do much. And then uh, we started taking the boat to kind of bigger waters and saying, okay, let's go to the Finger Lakes. Let's go to Lake Champlain and take our vacations that way because we started wanting to save up more money. Um, and we didn't, we weren't able to afford to take the vacations to Florida or to wherever. So it was a really cheap way for us to vacation. We started venturing out on our little boat. We'd stick it, you know, we would trailer it on our, in our little truck and, and bring it and spend 10, 10 days on it for our vacations. And at that point we were like, we could live on, we could live on a boat. We could do this. This is really fun. It's really affordable. It's a great way to travel um, so then we started pursuing that. Um, this is so
1: cool to me. And, like and
2: I... yeah, and that's when <laughs> that's when we started um, taking it more seriously. We bought our bigger boat. So we sold our house and we bought our bigger boat that we're living on now. And we took sailing lessons together. So Matt pretty much knew all this stuff already, but I needed to learn how to dock the boat, start the boat make the boat move, how to sail, you know, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And God forbid if something happened to Matt, I need to know what to do. Of course.
1: Yeah. What about navigation? Was that difficult to figure out? Like, I assume, you know, it's not like being on a road and having a GPS and following street signs. Like, mm -hmm. how do you guys navigate around and get to all of these really cool places?
2: I feel like in some ways it's almost easier because there are... yeah, yeah. Like you know how you can go to Google Maps and you say, okay, I start here and I end here, and you put it there, and it shows you your route. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in a car, you're walking. They have the same thing for boaters.
1: Oh, the things so I don't you know. you can
2: say, yeah, I'm I'm starting at this anchorage. I want to, and it. it'll calculate. You know, you put how fast you go. It'll tell you how long it's going to take you to get there, how much gas is required, where there's bridges. Because if we hit a bridge that's lower than forty-five feet. We have to have the bridge open for us. You have to know that they're coming. You have to call them on the radio and time it out because some of them only open at certain times. Yeah, but there's there's so much technology available. I mean, if we were doing this 20 years ago, it would be, be a totally different ballgame, but you can really just put it into your chart plotter and tell you exactly where to go.
1: You should see my face right now. I'm just fascinated by you. <laughs> So cool. Okay, so you're living on a boat with your husband, and you yep. sorry, Shih Tzu. You have a Shih Tzu little dog. Yeah, your little dog. Yeah, little Shih Tzu. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you started as a massage therapist, had a practice in seven years yep. in New York, and now you're sailing around. Mm-hmm. But you wanted to get back to the massage route. So talk to me about the yeah. online community you've created before we get into the campaign. How did how did you okay. decide to do this and you know, what kind of content are you putting up? Who are your followers?
2: Sure. Um, I started the sailing massage therapist community um as a Facebook group and as a YouTube channel. So on YouTube it's just a sailing massage therapist and I regretfully named my group Massage Business with the Sailing Massage Therapist. But mm. over the month you know, over the course of the months it's transformed into more than just business. You right. know, like I I have attracted a certain type of therapist into my group. They tend to be extremely positive and helpful. You know, some of these other groups can get a little catty, um, <laughs> but I feel like for some reason I have been blessed with this really nice group of people for the most part. Um, so the content that I'm putting up in the Facebook group is about boundaries, about, yes, ways to grow your business. It does have to do with business, but it's also... How can you communicate with your client with compassion? How can how can you approach some of these issues? Like I put up a post yesterday about what do you do when a client's talking too much? You know, I think when that question is posed online, a lot of people are like, Well, tell them to shut up, you know, you gotta focus <laughs> on the work and this and it's like Yeah, tell your client no, to you shut ever, up. That's ever, a good business right, tip. <laughs> right. Tell them to take some deep breaths and be done with it. You know, they shouldn't be talking. You gotta focus. But uh, the way that I try to, you know, get my my group thinking is, okay, there, there's an actual real life person in front of you. How can you actually help this person? And sometimes it's just letting them talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, of you course. know, I, I think it's, it's yeah, it's about being realistic with our expectations for our clients and also ways to protect ourselves and keep stay true to ourselves. Who are we as a business owner, as a massage therapist? And how can we serve the community to the best of our abilities with our gifts and talents?
1: Okay, so you've got this really positive online community that you've built. And you had mentioned to me off mic that you've dabbled in a little bit of continuing education. So what sorts of courses were you teaching before you decided to sail around the world and... Leave us all on your desk. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, my my courses are medical massage courses because um, that 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 is definitely my background. Working in the chiropractor's office, I worked with a lot of people with that were in car accidents, especially with neck injuries. So that's my jam. I like working on next a lot. Um, but the direction I want my continuing education courses to take is more of a self-care route. Um, one of the courses that I offered last fall in New York was a retreat for massage therapists. And out of all the courses that I offered that was the most well received. It was an opportunity for massage therapists to take a day, come in, do some yoga, do some stretching with me, and then we did massage exchanges. So everybody paired up. Did massages we had some roundtable discussions about boundaries ethics you know real life like basically the questions that I would pose in my online group but we did it live around a table and then we had lunch and then we did more body work just and and teaching the the therapists some good stretches not only for themselves but that they can share with their clients that was an awesome day and the therapists love it and it's a really easy way to get your continuing education unit Mm -hmm. and take care of yourself. I feel like people would walk out of
1: there like so happy. Like that would just be like a really, everyone would walk out of there just feeling really good about their life and their career choice and excited to go back and work again. It's a one day break, but sometimes it's all you need.
2: And it reinforces that sense of community that I'm really striving other massage therapists to embrace. We're not competition. We're all in this together, and if we all spend a day together taking care of ourselves and of each other, those bonds become stronger. So you know that massage therapist down the street, you took a class with them, you know who they are, you know, oh, well, I don't do pregnancy massage, but they do, and I know their name, and I know their contact info, and I can send Mm -hmm. someone over. I have a chair gig. I know there's people in my area that I respect because we spent a stay with them. Like, there's just so many possibilities with a class like that. Very cool. To, to build those relationships.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about this campaign. Why don't um, <laughs> Why don't you just introduce it first? Like, let everybody know if anybody who hasn't heard about it already. Like, I, I know Mark said he dropped it in a group and people are all over it. Mm-hmm. Tell everybody what is the respect massage campaign.
2: Sure. Um. Where well, it Originated from was within my group, a topic that kept on coming up, either within the group itself or people were sending me private messages about inappropriate situations that happened with clients and they let it go too far. You know, and, and I'm not saying that this is, these are therapists that reached out to me and said, Oh, I gave someone a happy ending. No, it was a client came in and told me they didn't care about draping. And I was like, nope, we have to do draping. It's state law. And then they, you know, are rubbing around on the table. And then they grazed against my hand. And then they, and then they, and then they, and there's Mm -hmm. all of these different things that have happened. I'm like, why aren't they stopping it sooner? You know, why, why is it so hard? I think we just don't want to believe that someone is really looking for that from us. And we just let it go until the end of the massage. And then you just run away screaming and you don't rebook them. But I don't feel like that is addressing the problem. And these massage therapists feel like crap at the end of a situation like that. And they're reaching out to me and telling me these these stories. Um, And as you know, it's something that comes up in groups all the time. What should I have done? How could I have done this differently? I feel awful. I feel like garbage. I'm going to leave the industry so that's where it kind of came out of. And also from my own, you know, situations, I worked in a chiropractor's office. It couldn't have been more blatant that I wasn't giving happy endings, but I still had a couple people push boundaries. And looking back, I wish I had stopped it sooner. So me and my husband were sitting around, we were brainstorming. We're like, what if everybody could just hang up a sign in front of their practice and said, no happy endings. (laughs) 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 And that's, that's where the movement was born. It said, you know, It's literally a sign you can put up in the front door of your practice. You can put it on your intake form. You can put it on your website and say respect massage, zero tolerance, and then you can write whatever you want with it. If it's on paper saying, you know, this practice does not mix sex and massage, zero tolerance, you're done if you try or whatever, you know, whatever wording works for your specific practice. Mm -hmm. And um, it's going to, unify the entire industry. We're going to be organized. A lot of us work on our own and we all deal with sexual solicitations a little bit differently. But I think that if everyone gets on board with Respect Massage, and we all respond in the same way. And it's, it's a blatant solicitation that that person has reported to the police. I've gone to the police and I've asked. I said, hey, I'm a massage therapist. What do you want us to do if we're solicited? And he said, contact us. We're here for you. You know, like, is it a text? Is it in person? Just tell us. Then there's a report and there's a record of it. So if all massage therapists are reporting these people and the police are like, oh, okay, this phone number has been reported three times, we're going to take care of this and take care of that person. And it's going to make it so people that are looking for sex from another person for money will say, massage therapists aren't really the route to go. I keep on getting the cops called on me. You know, I keep on getting this stupid logo sent to me saying zero tolerance. You know, like if, if we just make it harder for them to push boundaries, to get that far And they're not getting what they want. And they're going to say, oh, well, maybe this is the industry I need to be pursuing. You know, maybe I need to go somewhere else. It's going to happen. We're not going to stop this from happening. I just want it so legitimate, licensed, educated massage therapists aren't on the receiving end of this all the time. So that's what basically respect massage is.
0: You mentioned that uh, you've had a couple scenarios when you're working in the chiropractic office. How is mm-hmm. it How is it different than how you responded in the past to what you would do now? What was I, the response initially? And then now, how how would that change with you?
2: Sure. Um, I feel like over the course of my seven-year practice, it, it definitely evolved. Like the first time it happened to me, I think I was a month into working into my practice, like, and I I had no clue it was even happening until after the massage. I was like, oh, he was going for that, <laughs> like, because he was just one of those people that was like real loose about draping and didn't mm-hmm. care, and was just kind of being inappropriate. He was baiting the hook, and I didn't realize it until I was talking to someone about it afterwards, and they were like, you know what, he was trying to do. It totally went over my head, so I feel like. How I would handle it now is I would just call it out. If someone's being, someone's squirming around on the table, I would ask them, do you want a happy ending? And if they say yes, I'll say, I don't do that here. End of massage. Bye. And walk out.
1: You know, we've had a lot of people on, especially on the unprofessional hour and a lot of uh, mostly female therapists talking about this and different scenarios they've been in with clients who are pushing boundaries or some mm-hmm. who are like outwardly. Sexually harassing them or whatever it is, and a lot of a lot of female therapists have said there's like a fear of calling it out because you know yes. they might be in the clinic on their own. They're you know afraid is this person going to get aggressive right. if I do something? So does right. the campaign address or, any of that?
0: Or sometimes they just completely freeze.
1: Yeah, they freeze. Yeah. which I have said before. Right. Admittedly, I I think that especially earlier in my career, if that had happened to me, i I might just freeze. Right.
2: And that's exactly what I did when it happened to me those three times, you Mm -hmm. know, I just kind of let it keep on going and then the massage ended and then I just checked them out and didn't say anything, you know, like, okay. So a big part of the campaign and about being um, a member of the Respect Massage movement is you're trying to head it on before it happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you have a client, they're brand new, you don't know them, you put it out there, you say, hey, I'm a part of this new movement. That's that's out. It's called respect massage. Just want to let you know. Don't mix sex and massage. That's that's how this practice is run. Hopefully that would head it off. And and I know it's hard to call people out, but when they're being obvious about it, it should be done. It has to be done. And if you're in a practice by yourself, just get out. You know, like if you need to leave, get in your car and drive away, and call the cops from down the block because you're unsure. Then do that. The police will come. Mm-hmm. You know, if you feel that unsafe, call the cops, call them. They're there for situations exactly like that. And and the the way that I think about it is if you are in any other type of business and you had a customer walk in and ask an employee for sex, like if you're in an ice cream shop, someone comes up to the counter and it's like, hey, will you, you know, Will you have sex with me? Yeah, that person would have the cops called on them. So why isn't that happening with massage therapists? Uh, In in a lot of these cases there's there's no repercussions for that person there's no
1: there's no consequences and you're right there's because, no consequences yeah you're right because there's a no lot of us w- that will happen and then in the moment you're right we feel disgusting or whatever and uncomfortable and you then what we do is we finish it we finish the treatment check them out they leave and then it's just okay i'll never book that person again but then that person just moves on right. to the next massage therapist and is going to do whatever right. they were going to do with you because
2: the point is is that person, even though they didn't get the happy ending, they got what they wanted from you. They made they you pushed uncomfortable. They your boundaries. Yeah. They made you uncomfortable. They knew that. They got their jollies from that. So if we can stop that behavior, it's going to deter them from doing that. And if it happens to you... You contact the massage therapist in your area and tell them about that person. A huge part of the Respect Massage Movement is that we're all in this together and we all need to help each other out. We're not competition when it comes to this. We need to be helping other massage therapists. So if you have a problem with someone, you have to report it not only to the police, but to all the other massage therapists in your area.
1: So the campaign you have, I I mean, I looked at it and you have a website where you can download the logo and you can put it on forms. I like the idea of having the logo on the door with some some sort of explanation of what this is. It's a respect massage meaning that like you said, we don't Mm -hmm. mix sex and massage and it's letting Mm -hmm. people know right up front, this is not that type of place. It can be on your intake Mm -hmm. forms like you said, with a little blurb about what that means. And people are signing off on that like, yeah, this is not what I'm here for. So that probably will deter some people. Sure. What do you two think? Do you think there's still going to be the people who are looking at this like... Just another challenge and I'm going to go for it anyway.
0: Yeah, because I think there's definitely some of the time it might not even be about some sort of sexual gratification. It might just be about pushing that boundary and getting some sort mm-hmm. of satisfaction and making the therapist uncomfortable.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she was saying, mm-hmm. you know, they're getting they're getting off on just that point. Yeah, like exactly. Making people uncomfortable. Because
0: we've talked about this before, Um, it, you know, in Toronto, there's there are very legal licensed body rub parlors that do erotic massage. So it's not like, you know, someone can't go and get an erotic massage. So why go to the RMT that is, or the licensed massage therapist in the States? Why go to the registered massage therapist in Canada that is definitely not going to be involved in something like this? So it's not just about, you know, touch my junk. Yeah. It's about creating that discomfort with that person.
1: Mm-hmm. And even sometimes, it's, it's not even that they've done anything inappropriate. Like I've said many times on the podcast, I've actually never had anybody try anything inappropriate. Um, I've had inappropriate comments made, but that's part of it, right? Like you, you don't want to have these discussions. And I think there will be some people who are maybe deterred by it. You know, the minute somebody starts to talk about something or makes a dirty joke or whatever, you have the right to say, i mean you always have the right to say like no not appropriate but i think you know if you've outlined it right from the beginning with the respect massage logo then if they do that you say listen we already talked about this like not appropriate shut it right. down yeah and
2: and empowering massage therapists if you feel uncomfortable at all end it, it what are you going to do you're going to lose A client that you're uncomfortable with anyway, that you're dreading to see anyway, you know, fire clients. If if they're inappropriate, let them go. I
1: love it. You're fired. So, Joyce, what kind of feedback have you been getting from your community about the Respect Massage campaign?
2: Uh, I am receiving a lot of really great feedback. Um, People are excited because it doesn't cost anything to be a part of the movement you know, you can, it's, it's out there for everyone. So people like that. And then there's also people that are saying, okay, well, it's really easy just to buy a sticker from you. So I'll buy a sticker from you, you know, um, there, I, I posted it on the respect massage Facebook page that someone had a a potential client text them. They said, all they wrote was happy ending. And then all she did was send back the logo. And people, the comments on that are like, people are loving it. They're like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. That's so easy. It's the best response ever. You know, it couldn't be more clear to respond like that. So the response has been overwhelmingly good. You know, there's definitely spots on the internet where people don't quite understand it. And they think that uh, they don't understand how a sticker would help deter a sexual solicitor. But it's it's so much more than a sticker as we've already talked about here is it's opening up a conversation it's a starting point it's something that's visual for people to see you know a lot you're, you're business owners you understand someone needs to see your logo your brand over and over and over again until they start to get it until they book until they they're on board with your business so having that visual logo is a really big part of
1: that yeah i understand the logo i like we just talked about i think there's going to be some people who are just creeps no matter what but i think there will be Mm -hmm. some people who as they're seeing this you know if everybody got on board with this and they're seeing this in all of the clinics with the registered therapists the licensed therapists and they will start to realize okay people aren't putting up with my shit anymore and the logo is everywhere and like i said if you have it on the intake form and on your door and it's you know it's just in their face all the time it it Clear will deter yeah it will deter some people for sure from trying mm-hmm. anything or even making those comments that we don't want to hear you know like how many female therapists right. really want you know one of their male clients telling them you know oh you look good today or like i don't comment on my body don't comment on my appearance that's still inappropriate i'm your mm-hmm. massage therapist would you say that to
2: your doctor <laughs> or even i mean something that i incorporated into my practice was a little bit of humor when it came to it too because If it is a client and they're just making a joke because they're uncomfortable, you know, not because they're trying to get something from you and you don't want to shame them. And because of my comedy background, I feel like comedy comes easy to me. So something that I would incorporate into my intake process was, okay, so I'm going to leave the room. You undress to your level of comfort and just make sure you get under the sheets because it's not that kind of massage, you know, like just incorporating a little bit of humor, but I'm not really joking kind of Mm -hmm. talk. I feel like it's an easier, more approachable way than being like, no, don't joke about me. You know, like being in people's faces and shaming them because sometimes it does come from a kind of good place and people just don't, they just don't know. You know, yeah. they're uncomfortable. well, like I said
1: before, too, because people become very comfortable with their massage therapist. And I've talked right. about clients right. who will, you know, they'll just be making jokes with me. But then when they start getting into jokes that have like a sexual nature to them, they're not hitting on me. They're not, you know, thinking anything with me. But I still consider that to be very inappropriate with our situation, our relationship. So, you know, I kind of have to stop it. And these aren't the kind of jokes we're going to, you know, and I know they don't mean anything by it. As you said, sometimes it's just discomfort. There's people who like to talk through their whole treatment because they don't like the silence. So it's just to fill the gaps. And I know they're not trying anything, but... Again, I would want people to know, like, I don't want to hear your sex jokes. I don't find
2: this funny. Yeah.
0: Have you had the same positive feedback from male therapists as you have been getting from female therapists?
2: That's a really good question, Mark. Um, I the major, so in my group, my group is eighty percent women. Um, I don't have the numbers on the overall industry, but we know that there's a lot more women than men in the industry. Your
1: group probably so, represents the actual demographic of our industry. Okay.
2: Okay. So I have had males respond, I've had males share my posts and put it on their web pages. I've gotten orders from males. Um I've been in contact with I don't want to say too much at this point, but there's been a couple um Massage therapy boards in a couple different countries um, outside of the U.S. and Canada that have contacted me and they want to become uh, members of the movement as um, as their board. And both of those were males. Something that I've noticed in our industry is yes, it is overwhelmingly female, but a lot of the instructors and um, heavy hitters in our industry are male. Um, so I have been receiving, uh, contacts from a lot of male therapists that want to get involved on one level or another. So it is there and, and, and it's totally, it's this it's a problem with male massage therapists just in a different way. And I know that you can speak on this a lot better than I can because you are a male. Um, but I have talked to like one of my teachers is a male and he has endless stories of being hit on by women and them trying to get things to happen while they're on the massage table. And it's, it's a different type of solicitation because it's coming from a completely different, you know, type of person. um, It's still wrong. It's still something that should be stopped immediately. And it absolutely has its place within the respect massage movement. Absolutely.
1: I think men getting involved is only going to help it. It should be all of us combined because women soliciting men is no different. I think the only aspect missing is that there's probably more of a fear factor when it's men soliciting women. I think the women get maybe a little more afraid when if they're alone with a male, then, you know, the male therapist may not feel as afraid if there's a female client hitting on them. They would be a little more comfortable to say, nope, not that kind of treatment where some female therapist might be a little more afraid to say anything in mm-hmm. that situation.
2: i I agree. Um, and I feel like shutting it down, as soon as it happens on either end is, is what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Just being clear with our boundaries and clear with, you know, what the type of massage therapist we are. Yeah, for sure.
1: I really like what you're doing. I mean, I I like the idea of us all being unified in the way we deal with this. I like that, you know, us all having the consistent logo so that, you know, anytime a client goes to any practice and they see this logo, like you said, you see it over and over and over again. It's going to stick. Licensed massage therapist, registered massage therapist, we don't do what you think that we're gonna do. And um, mm-hmm. and I like that, you know, we're not we're not gonna just brush this under the rug anymore. You know, it's not it's not okay Thank that it's happening. So and we need to put a stop to it. It's gross. That's not what we do. We are healthcare professionals. You want to get an erotic massage, as Mark said. There are places that will do that.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and I and I I feel like it is a subject worth touching on that that end of the industry is is not okay. I'm not saying yes, please go support sex trafficking, human trafficking. You know, illicit massage. I, I, I'm not saying that I want to send everyone there. Um, but I, but the, the point of the movement is to protect legitimate massage therapists. That is, that is my goal is to help that group of people.
1: I like it. Any other questions you. you have for Joyce?
0: I know. I totally dig what you're doing. And like I said, I've I've put it into some of the Canadian groups and it's been received really well.
1: Thank you, Mark. I appreciate that. All right. Before we wrap up this morning, can you um, give people some information where to find you, where to find the campaign, how to get involved?
2: Sure. Uh, our website is respectmassage.com. I am on Facebook as Respect Massage, and I put posts up there all the time that are very shareable. Like, I am a part of the movement. This is what I stand for. So you can just share it to your page, Um, and and it's best to kind of copy and paste so it's more visible to the people that are seeing it. Um, As the Sailing Massage Therapist, I have a website, thesailingmassagetherapist.com. I'm on Instagram as the sailing massage therapist and on my Instagram account. I also post a lot of respect massage stuff that is also very shareable. I want, I don't care about people stealing what I'm putting up there. I want that to happen. So just take whatever I'm putting up there and please share it, repost it, you know, take that information. Um, my group on Facebook is massage business with the sailing massage therapist. Um, I'm also on Facebook as Joyce Goffier if you want to follow me and kind of a more personal side of me of where I've traveled to, life on the boat, all of that kind of stuff. Um, I'm on Patreon as Sailing Massage Therapist and I also have a YouTube channel, which is guess what? Sailing <laughs> massage
1: therapist. You're everywhere, Joyce. I love it. I
2: love yeah, it. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. I mean, you guys are everywhere too. I've I've been sticking with you guys from February when I started my journey. So awesome. I really love what you guys are doing. You're phenomenal. You're so your consistency is amazing. You've done so many of these podcasts. So thank you for elevating our profession. I'm so proud to share this industry with you as massage therapist.
1: Oh, thank you. Warm and fuzzy. Um, I have one more thing before we go that's not necessarily related to the Respect Massage campaign. If you've thought this far ahead, now you and Matt and I don't know your dog's name, but the three of you are on the boat. You're doing your online thing. You're doing the Respect Massage thing. Where are you headed? Where, Where are you going with career life goals over the next 5 10 years what are you guys planning
2: oh are you kidding me that's i don't know where i'm going tomorrow i love it you know um, what that's that's
1: the answer then you don't know i just <laughs> that's fine no
2: i don't know i just i want to help people i i love being i just love people i i i would love to Develop live communities, too. Like, I would I would love it for if I traveled to a city, I could get a whole bunch of massage therapists together. We could all have lunch together and just talk about being massage therapists. Like, I, I would love for that to be the next step of what the sailing massage therapist is. Pretty I don't know. Cool. Pretty cool. I-, I think that'd be really neat. I just I don't know. There's there's just so many possibilities out
0: there. <laughs> you know what? That would have been my I just guess. I to see
2: where it takes me.
0: That would have been my guess that you didn't have such a hardcore plan. You live on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you 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 live mobile. This means I don't have mm-hmm. steady plans. I'm Absolutely. free to choose anything I want to do at any moment in time.
1: When you were um, yeah. when you were taking your bathroom break off Mike, uh she said to me, "Uh you know, I don't know what's going on. My life is liquid, literally." <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, if you had asked me last week what we were doing, I would have said we're going to the Bahamas, and that has changed. We're just going to stay in Florida. So, I mean, that's a pretty big change. For we were going to spend a whole winter in a different country, and we decided not to. Mm-hmm. And and it's just because of respect massage. Like I I, ha- I can't ship from the Bahamas. It's it would take three years to get to people. So, I'm just staying because I'm doing all my. I'm doing self-distribution at this point. So oh, wow. we're going to stay in Florida and then I can really focus on this and I'll have better cell phone reception. And, you know, I have, I have a lot of these podcast interviews lined up, which is so awesome, but I can't do it from a crappy cell tower. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it is kind of a bummer that we're not going to go to the Bahamas, especially when they really need people over there um, because of Dorian and, and all that to happen there. But it's just uh, I I need to focus on... Respect Massage, it's too early to make it harder on myself by leaving the country. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, I can't wait to see what else you guys do. And I will definitely be getting some stickers and signs for my teeny tiny practice. Although I don't think I have a lot to worry about. But if we're doing this, we need to all do it.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And maybe get some and share it with your neighbors. For sure. Just to be like, hey, I support you. We're all in this together. If any creeps call you remember i gave you this sticker for free and please call <laughs> me too <laughs> and give you the heads up I, I think it's a it's a good way to like get people to connect you know really cool thank you so much you guys Mark thank Amanda. you so much
0: i, I really out. appreciate it right on thank you you guys have been listening to two massage therapists and a microphone peace